Hey everyone, first question this week comes by Instagram from Jordan M. Shoe? I'm going to say shoe, and I apologize if that's completely wrong. If you could put a Christmas or holiday spin on any horror movie, which one and why? I'm going to say Gremlins. I would like it to be more specifically Christmas. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm wondering if anyone was paying attention Leave to me when out. I was talking. He's trying. <laughs> Die Hard. I want more Christmas and Die Hard. Oh, why are you okay. starting a war right off the bat? This is the top <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon needs to be more Christmas. Uh, Rambo. You keep this um, up, bud. Guess who's getting all of the Christmas homework this month? Oh, uh, not this week. We'll talk about that later. Uh, oh, I'm I'm anticipating it. I know it's gonna happen. Uh, and I didn't have a good answer, so I <laughs> decided to be a jackass. So we'll start with Zena. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Well, um, yeah. Hi. Uh, I have <laughs> I have two. I, I really like this question. The first one I'm going to say the Blair Witch Project because I think that if they were also, you know, missing. I mean, obviously that would have just been it's horrible for their families anyway. You know, without it being the holidays, but imagine it being like the holidays and then also there's snow on the ground and then instead of finding stick figure figurines suspended from trees, there's bloody snowmen and footprints surrounding them. Yeah, just know? random footprints right? or like little kid footprints yeah, around their tent. Yeah, that's creepy. Very creepy. And then the other one, because I'm obsessed with this movie, I really love Carrie. Um, you know, prom is supposed mm. to be memorable, but imagine if she did it at, I don't know, the winter Christmas formal <laughs> you know um once again uh seeing snow with blood whoa so yeah that's back just... then they were pr- probably all wearing fur in some right? way shape or that's form because so then it's also an animal rights statement <laughs> but yeah i just thought it could be fun so that's what i think how about you megan the blob I, I was just the reason I was thinking of like how I felt like the blob the day of Thanksgiving and even after eating all the leftovers a little bit. Um, I also really love the blob. And I was just thinking about how like, you know, all of the Christmas movies are themed in snow. But, you know, Xena and I don't live in snow. We don't get snow. I feel like I think we're more. supposed to get like three to five inches tomorrow uh, here. And I'm not looking some. forward to it. They mail us up. It'll be water. But all yeah, of it. Like, you can have all of it. We, we need some holiday movies set in kind of tropical regions. I don't think that the blob could thrive very easily up north, being that ice is bad. But, you know, I feel like he could terrorize Florida. <laughs> It'd be fun. It would be. I'm thinking the Evil Dead. Yeah. And or Evil Dead, the original, mostly because of the concept of then there's that added snowed in isolation, shining esque type feel to it. Maybe he has a hallucination where all of a sudden there's a Christmas tree up and like a fire in the fireplace and everything's normal. Yeah. So I'm talking myself into a new script right now. That's great. I'd watch that. And I literally pulled that out my butt. That's what you get when I stall for two rounds. <laughs> Speaking of stalling for two rounds, our second question also comes from Instagram from at, I'm going to say Javi Sticks. Javi Sticks. Javi Sticks. I don't, I, I like that. Sure, whatever it is, that's cool. 
Uh, what are y'all's favorite home invasion films? I actually have an answer for that one. Uh-oh. And Yeah. <laughs> no, a real one. A real one. Go. Gremlins. <laughs> it is home invasion. <laughs> Far, science, fine. My real, real answer is your next. Nice. Because I think I don't, I don't even know if I saw your next before... I remember you two talking about it. Or maybe I got it as a homework assignment. I can't remember. It's been a while. There's been many movies, yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot. Yeah. I'm, I might go back and count one of these times how many. I mean, I suppose what we're at 100 plus episodes. We've each, on average, watched two new ones. So we've watched, with certain overlap, somewhere in the vicinity of, or talked about 600 <laughs> movies that we've watched. That's in so the last awesome. We're incredible years. people. <laughs> uh but yeah you're next it's one of those beginning to end it just works on every level it's just it's a fun home invasion movie there's a lot of not fun home invasion movies and that's one that i'm more than happy to turn it's one that i keep telling my wife we need to watch together oh yeah and now that uh, we have so much to catch up on as far as like tv and stuff is concerned now but especially if we get apple tv mm. But your next is definitely one that's on the list that I think she'd really love too. How about you, Megan? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I won't all. go through all of them because there's a lot. Uh, I've talked about this one before just because it genuinely creeped me out. That sleep tight. Um, yes. That one's a twist on it's not really what you think of as your conventional home invasion movie. Mm -hmm. um, but it really makes my skin crawl, so it's effective. Um, and then I wouldn't say the entire movie, but keeping in that same vein of, like, this really creeps me out, the first 20 minutes of When a Stranger Calls Back is entirely around a home invasion, and it's so well done that it, it it's it's genuinely creepy. Um, yeah. Other, just a couple quick mentions, uh, Alone in the Dark, that's now on Shudder. Um, the 1982 one that has a surprising cast um, in it. That one's a pretty good home invasion slash slasher. Uh, and then Tis the Season for Better Watch Out. Yes. How about you, Zena? Um, So like Megan, I do have a couple. So first I'm going to say Ghostland, a.k.a. Incident in a Ghostland. Mm -hmm. I know this movie has like a not so great backstory but it is a great movie i really enjoy it it creeps me out i love like the set design the acting is incredible um and then also i have to say the collector because i love oh yeah love yeah, that yeah. so much it's just such a good time and something that is kind of holiday-esque inside uh the 2007 there you go one. Yeah. yeah that one's a really good time with that one and yeah and also, too, I want to just add one more. Hush. I was on Twitter. Mm. Uh, I remember when the movie first uh, came out, there were some people saying how, well, that's not a you know, home invasion. It's like, what? But yeah, that's <laughs> how what's isn't it? I don't know. So... <laughs> Her home is literally invaded. John, why are you getting mad at me? I didn't see it. That was someone else. I'm getting mad Twitter. through you. I'm getting mad for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one I keep trying? I, I forget. It's with the blind woman and Alan Arkin is the bad guy. Wait until dark. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. That was a good one too, and it's yes. got one of the best like jumping moments where a character jumps. They're they're froggy. The <laughs> they are very much so. Speaking of 
Froggy, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting <laughs> Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as Lee, movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hi. Hi. And I'm John. See, just like a flat, normal <laughs> level, not high, not low, just... I'm you're, doing my what? best, John. You're going to have to practice the the blood rage. I've been repeating it around the house all, I don't know, the past month. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. You know, when he's telling his mom which twin he is. I'm John. I'm John. That's not cranberry sauce. That's John. <laughs> There's a t-shirt for you. That's not cranberry sauce. That's John. That's going to be the uh, title of this episode. <laughs> Put on a little holiday weight, and I'd like y'all to leave me alone about it. <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do quicker on the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe it'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Well, excuse my voice. I'm recovering. I can't yell like normal because I want to <laughs> yell about this movie, but I can't. So um, I checked out this movie called All of Them Witches, a.k.a. Supernatural from 1996 on DVD. Um, I randomly purchased it, but it's always been it's been on my watch list for a long time and it's never streaming anywhere like at all. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first heard about it, I knew nothing about it. I just saw the title and I'm like, well, <sighs> You know, that's all I need. And so I ordered it. Um, and um, yeah, okay. Anyway, I was going to say where I ordered it from. You guys don't care. So basically, uh, People something do strange. Care. People want to know where to get the goods. <laughs> okay. Well, there's this website called DVD Lady. And I randomly came across it. And I uh-huh. decided to like give it a go. Um, yeah. So you don't really receive slip covers with it. You kind of, it just, I bought like, I don't even remember, maybe like 15 movies. And it came yeah. in like this big case. <laughs> And uh, she just, I don't know if it's a she, <laughs> I don't know who owns it. We'll just, we'll call her the DVD lady. Um, they just kind of like wrote on with a Sharpie, but it was like really cheap. Like the stuff. And it's just like, these were movies that are not streaming anywhere. So, just so like um, used copies without the, the slip cases or whatever. Yeah. But it's, I don't even know if it's used, you know, um, it might have been burned because there's a way that you can get it digital i don't Getting know piracy maybe let's, well, hope, let's not throw I hope accusations not, but... for this lovely possible woman yeah, yeah. i hope not but... but you know just know guys i paid so <laughs> there you go but yeah it was just i decided to give it a go and it took about three weeks for them to arrive you know um so i ordered it a while ago anyway so this movie all of them witches um basically there is a woman who witnesses her best friend get murdered right at her doorstep and it completely traumatizes her. But then she starts to realize that there is something really weird going on in her apartment building, but also just in her apartment in general, people are acting strange. She's seeing a lot of um, delusions and everything. So, but yeah, this is a, a Mexican film and obviously it came out in the 90s. It is a very beautiful film, like the way, um, like the art, the cinematography, like the way it's set up, like even like the direction of it, it has nice pacing. It kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of Rosemary's Baby in, in mm-hmm. some ways. Um, but witches. yeah, 
Pretty much, yeah. And so obviously I won't give it away, but it is very much a slow burn. And you don't really know if she is um, losing her mind or if stuff is really happening. And um, I'll leave it at that. But it was like a really nice watch. And again, like I like when films explore with like witchcraft and voodoo and, you know, I'm going to be there 100%. So that's a yes for me. And then next, I watched uh, Christmas Tale from 2005 on Apple TV. Um, in Spain, Christmas 1985, uh, five friends make an unexpected discovery in the forest. A woman dressed as Santa Claus, and she's trapped in a hole in the middle of nowhere. Um, so this is a part of like a TV series in Paco Plaza. He directed it, and I just love him. I'll watch anything that he directs or write. But yeah, um, you know, I'm trying to also get into the Christmas spirit. And this was a bad idea because it's very bleak. This it's movie so mean. is, <laughs> it is, it is, it's pro- it's very, very mean. And the creepiest thing that, well, it's kind of creepy, but it's kind of like, Hey, that's pretty cool. Um, well, obviously, you know this, Megan, because you've seen it, right? Yeah, I've obviously, seen it. you just said. So, I like how they don't show the adults' faces, minus the woman in the hole, right? And that's just really like a cool approach because even when you see the um, the police officers, or uh, that's a scene with police officers, and they don't show it, but it's not done in a very obvious way. It just kind of like blends. So that's really cool. But yeah, if you don't mind like a vicious movie um, that's full of surprises. I think you may enjoy this one, but I don't know if you should watch it if you're trying to get into the Christmas spirit. That's just me. I mean, it definitely it, you should because it's it's like the whole um, be good for goodness sake. Santa's watching type scenario. That's true. Like these, yeah. these kids, <laughs> these kids do some mean things. That, oh, that, they're uh, terrible. Car- karma, karma is necessity there. Oof. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I threw it to Xena right away, and we're just going back to the, the old thing. No, I'm going to go. Okay, go. Okay. I started out by watching 1993's Kronos on HBO Max, the Xena pick. Yay. A mysterious <laughs> device designed to provide its owner with eternal life resurfaces after 400 years, leaving a trail of destruction in its path. All right, Xena, why this one? Because I love it. <laughs> That's... Which I feel like we've talked about a few times on the podcast mm-hmm. before, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one was, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Interesting. It felt like a very unique blend of genres. The Guillermo del Toro way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very kinda. fairy tales. Yeah, you know, a, a little bit of that old gods type feel that he likes to play with a little hp lovecraft style like with the the device itself mm-hmm. and the the concept and then like the repercussions did not expect ron perlman to be in it it's always uh, in his stuff <laughs> well and i yeah and now yeah i realized that but at first i was kind of like okay a, a reader I'm like but it's not but mm-hmm. it is <laughs> like it's a little bit of a reader it's like half a reader. Yeah. So it was just, it was an interesting mix. Like there was just a lot going on in it that was like unexpected and endearing and sad and, and scary. Like it, it is horror, but it's horror 
I feel like in the vein that Guillermo del Toro is really good at treading, <laughs> like it's horrifying aspects and supernatural or science or sci-fi aspects within just a really well-crafted story, frankly. You know, you see something like this and I, it's like, I get how Shape of the Water could have come from this guy. Like when this was, you know, he's not just Hellboy. He's not just Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's a storyteller. It's just he was a storyteller with a big budget with those other movies. Um, oh, I suppose Pan's Labyrinth must have been a pretty big budget. Yeah. I would imagine, and which is just fantastic. I agree. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was just very unexpected. Uh, it, it was hard for me to kind of get a feel of, for what I was watching, mm -hmm. I think, which in itself is like its own like art form mm -hmm. because it's not like, okay, this is what I'm going to watch. This is what I'm going to see. It's expectation. It was just kind of like, oh, there's a lot happening here that I'm not entirely tracking all the time, but I'm pretty sure that I am. So no, I liked it. Nice. It, yeah. So I, I don't love it as much as you do, but I don't know if anyone does. To be I fair. know a lot of people that love it. It's just a magical no, 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 movie. No. I just mean as much as you do. Okay. Like if other people are 10, Xena's 11. <laughs> like she turned the amp up just that little bit more for for the enjoyment. Um, I'm like a 7 or 8, which is still pretty good. Yeah. For me. That is good. Now, getting closer to the 11 for me might have been 1983's The Deadly Spawn on Shutter. <laughs> Megan's pick. <laughs> Alien creatures invade a small town and four teenagers, along with a young boy, attempt to escape from them. <laughs> Thanks, IMDb. All right, Megan, why this one? Because sometimes you just need a monster movie where the monster nom noms people. <laughs> you literally there's got to be a youtube video somewhere of someone just inserting a nom nom sound just to this creature who's essentially audrey from little shop of horrors except more tentacly yeah just going like op, 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 op. like it doesn't really make it the little versions kind of squeal but it's just this kind of slow moving <laughs> Just gradual monster going on. The the boy in this, I I didn't track anyone's names of what was going on. Boy is the great. boy in this, he handles what's going on through that entire movie so chill. He's a monster he just, kid. He is until the end, and then he's like, "Yeah, I guess it was too much." Yeah, yeah. but you know, if you, if you want an ally who might help you survive, get a monster kid or a horror fan. They know what they're doing. I got the feeling that like the person who wrote this film had just heard about this thing called the scientific method and decided to use the term scientific method over and over again in his script for the smart people. <laughs> He's, it's very DIY regional <laughs> horror, but the you know the creature effects are really well done for what it is. The creature effects there is specifically like a, a skin coming off a face effect. Yeah, that's really good. Like it is like it's really good effects. It's just very 1980s oh, yeah. acting, oh, yeah. cinematography horror, and you had a blast with it. I absolutely did. Almost like pretty much right out the gate. I was like, oh, this is going to be the best kind of bad. 
terrible. I was like, I have no personal investment in any of the characters. Go. Go. Get nom nommed. Yep. The only feeling I have is joy for the next like 80 minutes. There you go. So, yes, I, I did enjoy both the picks. Boy, are they completely or two completely different feels as far I, I, I as do your like picks how, are concerned. How Zeta and I throw some interesting double <laughs> features at you. Yeah, yeah. Talk about talk about like being a scheduler for double features. We got this. Hire us. <laughs> there you go. We do. What'd you watch, Megan? Uh, oh, and I did finish up Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, okay. Which I highly recommend across the board. We finished up watching The Murmuring, I think is yeah, the, last, the one, last one. With the which I tell you what, I was watching boy, big feels in that last episode. But then also there's two genuinely creepy as hell scenes in it. In what's actually a pretty heartwarming story. But there's two scenes where I'm like, that that bothers me. There's a whistling scene that I'm like, that is so unnerving. But yeah, so if, if you guys haven't watched Kevin of Curiosities, there's a lot of good actors. There's a lot of really cool stories. And I'm almost positive that we went to a restaurant, like the Panos Cosmatos episode. If that were a restaurant, we went to that on Saturday. What? This is amazing. Like col- Why didn't we get any photos, John? I was just going to ask Well, I I might have been, like, super drunk. Yeah, but you can still drunk photo in a conversation pit. I could have. I was drunk and full and happy, and I don't take pictures when I'm happy. I enjoy happy. (laughs) Somebody's like, all right, let's note this. Photos only when miserable. Got it. Oh, man, we could deep dive on that one with me all day. But instead, let's talk about what Megan watched. Yeah, I don't know. This might be more exciting. Um, I have been deep in uh, for your consideration screeners lately. So I needed something that was just, um, I I don't want to say mindless because it's not mindless, but uh, a short series, um, Chainsaw Man. It is an anime that uh, premiered this year. It's currently on Hulu. I think it's on multiple platforms. Like it'll debut on Crunchyroll and then the subtitled version is on Hulu shortly after these episodes air. I think it's only maybe eight episodes long this first season. It's seven are available right now. Anyways, it is this gory uh anime series following a betrayal. A young man he's left for dead. He's reborn as a powerful devil-human hybrid after merging with his pet devil and soon enlisted into an organization dedicated to hunting devils. So it's, you know, it's kind of, it's funny, it's gory, it's very horror-esque. He literally has, he's got a chainsaw come out of his head with, like, he's got sharp teeth when he transports. His <laughs> arms are chainsaws. And then he just, like, cuts into these giant monster things of all kinds, like, giant tomato with a billion eyeballs and like zombie kings and all of this stuff so you know if you just want a quick breezy good time full of gore chainsaw man is a must um and then you know speaking of for your consideration screeners i did revisit nanny i watched it earlier this year this was january now for sundance so it is finally out in select theaters now and will be on prime video on december 16th it is um it follows immigrant nanny aisha she's piecing together a new life in new york city while caring for the child of an upper east side family she's forced to confront a concealed truth that threatens to shatter her precarious american dream 
Um, this movie is, I would say it's probably a little bit in the vein of, of something that Guillermo del Toro does, which is kind of like a genre bender. Um, there's a lot of drama um, with her. She's trying to save up enough money to bring her son overseas. She's trying to deal with these rich parents and, you know, while raising their child, essentially, there's a lot of folklore, um, you know, Anansi the spider, the the Mami Wata, like mermaid kind of thing. There's like all of these like mm. magical realism elements. Um, it's it's really well done. And and then it turns into a complete utter gut punch. Like this is one of the few that left me crying <laughs> by the end of it. So yeah, I went from sounds like almost like Neil Gaiman esque. A, a little bit, I think it's way. you know it's definitely like in the realm of horror, um, you know, with the but merging kind of regional folklore into it. Um, there's some definitely unsettling sequences. There's, it's definitely it's gonna put you through the emotional ringer. So I went from you know like happy breezy anime to like man, this is heavy but so <laughs> moving and wonderfully done. So yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Awesome. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how do we watch it? I checked out All Them Witches or Supernatural uh, on DVD and A Christmas Tale on Apple TV. I watched Kronos on HBO Max and The Deadly Spawn on Shudder. And I watched Chainsaw Man on Hulu and Nanny, um, which is going to be on Prime Video on December 16th and currently in select theaters. Nice. And I don't need homework. Because there's a couple of things that I've been meaning to dig into. No. And I will be digging into them. Homework next time. Okay. You guys can <laughs> dump all the holiday crap on me you want. Oh, be crazy. I mean, you, you kind of got started. Kronos is New Year's. Is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. when he, he goes to the, they go to a New Year's Oh, that part, party. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. I, I, at first, I thought it was supposed to be New Year's, but it said that it was like the one-year anniversary of something. I thought it was just like a celebration. It's also their anniversary. Yeah. Like the oh, couple, okay. yeah. So That's what I missed. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was paying attention to uh, what was about to happen <laughs> on the bathroom floor. <sighs> Imagine walking into that. I mean, I'm not saying Ron Perlman had the wrong reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's Heather Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Inspired by true events, Universal's thriller Cocaine Bear is on the way <laughs> next year from uh, director Elizabeth Banks. And uh, the official poster just released. It indicates that the marketing for this wild thriller just roared to life. Let's see how many puns oh. I can pack in. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since we talked about Cocaine Bear, so I'm, I'm glad that it's coming back into the fold here. Uh, the movie is inspired by true events that took place in Kentucky in 1985, and it was written by Jimmy Warden. Phil Lord and Chris Miller produced the basic gist of the story is that a 175 pound black bear was found dead from an overdose after ingesting massive amounts of cocaine dropped into the woods by a drug smuggler. The movie finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood. Uh, nice. This cast is, like, incredible, too. Everything about this movie is like, could you just get in my eye holes already? Um, <laughs> Carrie Russell, Ray Liotta, Alden El... El, El Enric... 
O'Shea Jackson and Jesse Taylor Ferguson, Jesse Tyler Ferguson star in the movie. Uh, Brian Delfield is also on board to produce. You should be familiar with that. He's behind Underwater and Spontaneous. Um, and uh, I just, you know, I love that they the tagline on this is like get in line like a line of cocaine if you look at the poster which is like this crazy <laughs> yeah it's like a bear made out of coke yeah um but <laughs> at first i thought it was like a sin city poster i'm does, like that's not shadows it looks yeah no it's a wild looking poster um but you know the the press blast that they sent out was like do not coke the bear I love that. <laughs> it's I I want all of the puns. I need this wild eighties cocaine bear. So yeah, um, there's that. I'm very excited about this. And then you know we got to keep the crazy animal attacks uh, going here. So Owens Eye Entertainment announced that Smiles, Caitlin Stacy, and Evil Dead's Lou Taylor Pucci have joined the cast of Jonathan Off Derhide's Devil Inside. In the vein of 28 Days Later and It Comes at Night, the film explores the what-if question of a cross-species contagion, in this case uh, from a Tasmanian devil, the last of the marsupial carnivores. Uh, The duo will star alongside True Blood um, and glorious actor Ryan Quantin. In the film, Stacy plays the role of Eva, a young virologist who helps the local park ranger research the Tasmanian devil facial tumor disease, a contagious cancer that has wiped out nearly 90% of the population. But when her husband, Alex, played by Lou Taylor Pucci, is bitten by a sickly stray dog, Eva suspects the virus has mutated across species and is causing violent outbursts in the host. Infection soon spreads through the locals, and Eva must choose between saving the man she loves or the rest of humanity. The film is currently in pre-production with release planned for uh, quarter four of 2023. So, yeah, that sounds insane. Um, And then, last but not least, Sean Hamill's excellent debut novel, A Cosmology of Monsters, which is a really fun title to say, is getting a small screen adaptation um, being described as an elevated family drama. A Cosmology of Monsters follows the Turner family, who operate an immersive haunted house experience, but begin to realize real monsters are at their door. Uh, Caitlin D. Fryers, who is behind Winona Earp and Private Eyes, is creator and executive producer and will work with Saloon's SVP scripted content, Melissa Williamson, on development. The book was published in 2019. It's a heartbreaking fantasy horror tale of a family torn apart by very real threats we can all relate to with a supernatural backdrop. Words, man. Monday. Um, The adaptation is supposed to be an eight-part series. Nice. Wait, I have news. Oh. I was just <laughs> I, I have news. It's not anything for, for me, but I just really love the show. So Pretty Little Liars, original sin. Guys, there's gonna be a second season and it's called Pretty Little Liars Summer School Season Two. Oh, OMG, don't play with my heart. <laughs> I'm gonna have you each week watch an episode. You don't I know, know. I know no, that's Vito. literally where my head went. <laughs> But yeah, I I had a lot of it's it was so much fun because I I told you guys this before with, you know, the regular Pretty Little Liars, like some of the situations they would get themselves into. It just sound like that's a horror movie waiting to happen. So when they brought like the horror, it was just like pure slasher. There was like people getting their head. Literally, someone got their head chopped off. Like there was just blood, like (laughs) this pig's blood. Like, I don't know. This is everything in this series. It's so wonderful. I'm so excited. Well, there you go. Pretty Little Liars season two coming at you. And John coming at John. No, he doesn't know. Yeah, it's coming. I will bob and weave. You mm-hmm. got to catch me first. No, 
You got to dig your way through the snow to find me. <laughs> all right, listeners, your turn. Can you bear all of Megan's <laughs> puns? Yes. Are you hoping that the sequel to The Devil Inside is called The Honey Badger Inside, like I am? Or don't you give enough? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040 and let me know if that reference went right over your head like I assume it did to everybody because I'm old. Honey Badger, Remember, also in the show notes. There we go. I got one. That's all, that's all my humor is for. It's for one person. <laughs> one chuckle. That's all I need. Success. Feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching so she can take a break and rest her voice. So, Zena, what should we be watching? I'm trying. Uh, so, besides from Bloody Disgusting TV and Screenbox, um, it's, you know, we can say it's officially holiday season and it's a magical time of the year as well. Um, so, first up on Thursday, the first uh, from Travis Stevens, we have a wounded fawn. This would be hitting Shutter. I don't know why I said it like that. I was going to start singing. but <laughs> So a serial killer brings an unsuspecting new victim on a weekend getaway um, to add another body to his ever-growing count. She's buying into his faux charms and he's eagerly lusting for blood. What could possibly go wrong? Then on Netflix, we have Troll. Deep in the Dover Mountain, something, gigan something gigantic wakes up after a thousand years in captivity. The creature destroys everything in its path. Ooh, it sounds fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh. And then on Shudder as well, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street collection. So one, two, you know, Freddy's coming for you. Yay. So basically, you'll be able to check out the original film from 1984, as well as Freddy's Revenge, Dream Warriors, The Dream Master, The Dream Child, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, um, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So if you are a fan of the series and you just like, hey, I want to rewatch it, you'll be able to check it out. Um, but then also something that it's not new, but it's a part of Shudder's Unhappy Holidays collection. I just love like each month they give us something magical. Night of the Comet will also be available on Shudder, which is always a good time. And then on Tuesday the 6th, we have The Leech. This one is currently available on VOD, but it'll be available on Blu-ray. So a priest welcomes a struggling couple into his home around Christmas. However, his act of kindness soon becomes the ultimate test of faith when he realizes something is wrong. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. And that's all. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zeno. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. I'm John. <laughs> <laughs>
Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 